mortal man cannot and will not enter heaven. That is the message I have for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, bless the Lord, saints of God, and bless the Lord, people who are seeking the truth out there today, no matter where you live in this world. Uh, glory to God is what I have to say to you today. So let's start off here at 1 Corinthians, New Testament book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 45 to 47. It says, And so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening or life-given spirit. Howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural. And afterward, that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. So, uh, 1 Corinthians, this letter was written by the Apostle Paul, and now he's talking here about the first man, Adam. He's talking about Adam and Eve. So uh, this was the first man that was created. You know, back there in the Garden of Eden, uh, God breathed uh, breath into him. He became a living soul. And then it says, the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Who is this talking about? Well, obviously, it is talking about the person of Jesus Christ. It says the first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. So there's a contrast that's being shown here by the Apostle Paul. Let's go 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, we're going to look at verses 9 to 11. I want to give you some good cross references because we hear uh, the term natural man and spiritual man being used. So let's look here, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 11. It says, But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God, for what man knoweth the things of a man, save or accept the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. So for the believer in Jesus Christ, we have an understanding, ladies and gentlemen, that, that we didn't have before. You know, before I was saved, born again of the Spirit, folks, I was bopping along on the road to hell. I didn't uh, know these things that I know today, you see? And, um, you know, people hand out Bible tracts on the street for the sole purpose of uh, alerting people uh, to this other kingdom that uh, they need to know about. In fact, that this is what I'm here doing here today. So, so we know when we've been saved, when we've been truly born again of the Spirit, we, we, we've been regenerated by the power of the Holy Ghost, we, we suddenly understand things that we didn't understand before. We know things are real. You know, I've spoken my testimony many times uh, about how I came out of darkness. I was on a search for truth. Uh, for many years, I'd go out to the shopping mall and to the bookstores and search in all these religious, spiritual things, books here, books there. Uh, I was in, in search for truth, but, but ultimately came right back to the Bible, folks. And, and the Spirit of God 
uh, opened up the scriptures to me, was born again of the Spirit, and that's why I'm doing here what I am doing. So we understand these things by the Spirit. Let's go now, 1 Corinthians 2, 12 to 14. It says, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Listen, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So when we're talking about the natural man, folks, it's telling us here that he cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. So a lot of times you'll be talking to people, uh, giving them the gospel. They cannot comprehend it. They don't have the Holy Spirit. So instead of trying to get an understanding, they might completely reject what you have to say. But for the believer... We understand these things. We, we understand the things that are freely given to us. We understand salvation. We understand the cross. We understand that the Lord went to the cross. We know he died on the cross, rose from the dead. We know these things to be true. How? By the spirit of the living God. You see? So you could even speak these things. You could even preach the gospel about uh, the cross of Christ, about the resurrection. And many times people will simply look at you like you're some uh, sort of lunatic, you know, and if you've done any sort of evangelism, you know that what I am saying is true, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, you know, I spoke about the time a man got in my face and said, how can you be so brainwashed? They're lost. He was the natural man. You see, a man probably in his 50s, uh, I think, uh, lost as could be. The natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit. You know, I remember another time preaching on the train, handing out tracts, and sometimes people will be reading the newspaper. I don't bother them. I don't try to force the tract on them. I'll, I used to tell the people, I'd say, hey, I got a, a Bible tract here, ladies and gentlemen. I'd be preaching the Word, and this, if you want a tract, just uh, put your hand out, and I'll give it to you, you know. And um, more than once, the same exact thing happened to me. A person would be reading the newspaper with the paper right up to their face. And uh, I'd walk by them, and all of a sudden, they put the newspaper down. And they say, you don't give one to me? Now, if I would have given it to them, they probably would have not been happy. So, they, so, so you won't give one to me? You're a hypocrite. And in fact, one, one time they said, you're a hypocrite. And he starts clapping his hands. We have a hypocrite. And other people on the train start clapping along with, the, with this guy. You see? We have a hypocrite on the train. And I'm saying, what on earth? It's the devil, folks. The natural man does not receive the things of the spirit. You see? So there's a war for souls going on. We who are believers, we who have the spirit of the living God, we have the truth, we have the goods to give to people, ladies and gentlemen. So no matter what uh, persecution you might face, rejection, doesn't matter. The word still goes forth. It never returns void. We sow the seed of the word of God. So the natural man has no idea, cannot understand these things because they are spiritually discerned. Oh, yes. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 15, verses 48 
to 50. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Don't miss this, folks. Uh, The words that should jump out at you, ladies and gentlemen, here, is that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Impossible. That mortal body that you have, that mortal body that I have, folks, this body of death, it's corrupt. You see, we get old. The hair gets gray. The skin gets wrinkled. Some people live to be 95 years old. Some people die in their 20s and, and before. You're not promised another day. Even the breath that you breathe, it is on loan to you. But I want to let you know that that mortal body, when we talk about being mortal, we're talking about being subject to death. That mortal body, folks, cannot get into heaven. Oh, listen to me here. Many, many uh, people, you've been to your funerals, you go to the wake, you look inside the casket, you see relatives, uh, friends perhaps, whatever, they're inside the, the casket, you're looking at them. That is not them. That's a mortal body. That's a, a tent, so to speak, a tabernacle that carried around the spirit of the person who was inside that body. But, but what happens, folks, when they die, that, that body got to be put in the casket you see, it's going to go down into the ground or whatever, however you want to do it, uh, inside a, a, a crypt, uh, uh, whatever. But, but listen to me. I'm here to tell you, you, you're not getting into heaven, folks, with that body. A change has to take place. That's right. And this is why Jesus spoke about being born again. Listen to me now, folks. We're talking heaven and we're talking hell. Listen, you are going to spend eternity in either heaven or hell. No question about it. What you're hearing today, folks, you're hearing the truth. This is right from the scriptures. If you've never been born again, you will not enter heaven. Let's go to John chapter 3. Jesus Uh, You'll hear him talking here. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Let me stop there. So here Jesus tells this man, Nicodemus, he was a a ruler, he was a rabbi, folks. This man was teaching people, and he was a teacher. And so he comes to Jesus at night, and he knew the miracles that he did. And he says, look, we know you're from God. We know God is with you. And Jesus went right to the point. He says, verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot understand the things of God without the spirit of the living God, folks. Verse 4, Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? 
Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Listen, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth or wishes, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. So, folks, your physical birth, that's your natural body, that's your mortal body. You came into this world, came out of your mother's womb. That's what it means to be born of the flesh. But hear me now. You must be born again. And that's the spiritual birth that you need. If you ever want to see heaven, folks, that spiritual birth must take place before you die. Think about that the next time you go to a wake, you go to a funeral, you look at the box. I don't care what the man at the pulpit is saying, folks. The man in the box, in that casket, or the woman, they were either saved or they were lost. Oh, yes, they were either born again of the Spirit or they were not. They're going to spend eternity in heaven or eternity in a very real hell, folks, even though most pastors don't even mention the word hell anymore today, folks. You're hearing the truth here Today, you must be born again. Something must take place before you die. It's an absolute necessity. Don't listen to any other lies from anybody else, folks. I'm telling you, in, in the love of Christ today, you must be born again. 1 John 5, 11 and 12. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son, he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Son of God, who's that? It's Jesus Christ, obviously. And, and the record, the testimony that God gave is that this life, eternal life, is found where? It's in the Son. You see? Without faith in Christ, folks, you're, you're going to be lost for eternity. This is the, the real truth you're hearing here today. You'll be lost for eternity. The good news is found in Christ. Eternal life is found in Christ. When a person believes in him, John 5, 24, Jesus said this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. When a person believes, folks, you pass from death to life. Oh, yes. That's a spiritual resurrection, folks. You're a believer. You have everlasting life in Christ. Hallelujah. No matter who you are, folks, whoever I'm talking to today, uh, perhaps you, you never cracked open a Bible in your life. That's okay. No matter what pit you might be in today, no matter how hopeless you might be today, I'm here to tell you today, folks, that you can be saved, that you can be born again, even as you are listening to me today, right now. Oh, yes. It's all about Jesus Christ. Recognize that you're a sinner and that he will save you. He will rescue you. He'll wash you clean with the blood that he shed for you upon the cross. And you will be born again of the Spirit, folks. Born again. No matter what you pass, no matter what you've done, perhaps you're considering suicide in these troubling times that we're living in. Um, my word for you today is don't do it. Many people think that jumping into 
a, a place of uh, silence or ecstasy where all your problems go away, folks. I'm here to tell you today, your problems will only begin. <laughs> We're talking hell. Now, don't buy into this this nonsense you hear preachers preaching that uh, try to tickle your ears. You're hearing the truth here. I speak in the love of Christ to you, folks. So if you're suicidal, the word for you today is don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, yes. So that, that this is the good news, folks. Let's go back. First Corinthians 15, verses 51 to 53. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. This is talking about those who will be alive when the Lord returns. And, and it talks about this mortal putting on immortality. That means unending existence, unending life. Speaking of, obviously, everlasting life, folks. So this corrupt body, one day, we're going to put on incorruption. Glory to God. Isn't it make you want to dance? <laughs> Hallelujah. This world, this this world that we're living in, folks, one day for the true believers, we'll be out of here. It's, it's not this make-believe, pie-in-the-sky theology. This is the truth. And anybody who's been born again of the Spirit knows that. Yes, the, the unsaved people may mock you. They may persecute you, make fun of you, call you wackadoodles. Who cares? Folks, we have the truth. You, you preach the word, and if they reject it, the Bible says, shake the dust off your feet and move on. Move on. Oh, yes. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 to 56. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Oh, yes. So this death, folks, is swallowed up in victory. Death does, you know, death, where is thy sting? You see, no, no sting. No sting. Hallelujah. The sting of death. It's gone in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 to 58. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So, folks, we have victory in Christ. Yes, we, we're walking through this world now, but one day we're going to go home to be with the Lord. We don't know when that day might be. You see, we don't know. Who knows? We might be alive when the Lord returns. Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 to 21, it says, For our conversation, another word you could use there, for our citizenship is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, listen to that, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. Hallelujah. According to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto 
himself. So our true citizenship, folks, it's in heaven. You know, in this world, we're citizens of a, a particular country. In my case, I'm a citizen of the USA. You might be a citizen of England or, or some other country, whatever. Some people have dual citizenship. And technically, you could say we have a dual citizenship. We're, we're, we're a citizen of whatever country we are here, but our true citizenship, our spiritual citizenship, it's, it's in glory. It's in heaven, folks. Hallelujah. We're citizens of heaven. See, I don't know who you are, who, who, who are out there listening. I don't know what you look like. I have no idea. Some of you from Australia, England, Russia, whatever. You see? But we have one thing in common. We're citizens. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you've been born again. We're citizens of heaven. Hallelujah. We're going to have fellowship one day in heaven. Praise God. What a day that shall be when my Jesus I shall see. Hallelujah. No more pain. No more suffering. No more crying. No more tears. Hallelujah. That's, 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 that's what we're waiting for, folks. That's what we are waiting for. So that is the word for you today, folks. If you're not saved out there, don't put it off. Remember that mortal man, whether you're man or woman, you're not going to get into heaven. It's impossible, absolutely impossible to enter heaven in this mortal body. You, you, need, you need to be born again. And one day you'll have a, a, a body like uh, the glorified body of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's what it's all about, folks. I'm going to end it right there. You have a blessed day.